Let's Talk, a spiritual nugget designed to help you weather the challenging times we're living through. Our reading today comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 through 11. And the word of the Lord says this, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Our subject today is when he returns. Let's pray. Lord, help us to understand. Open our eyes so that we can see your truth. Open our ears so that we can hear you speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, a lot's going on in our world today that causes many to ask the question, do you think Jesus' coming is near? The times we're living through are so unusual that even some who are not Christians seem to sense that something tremendous may be about to occur. Is there an answer to the question, is Jesus coming soon? Well, there is, and we find it in these verses that we're looking at together today. While scriptures do not give us a direct answer about the time of the Lord's return, the passage before us tells us plainly seven things about the return of our Lord. The first thing that we're told in our text is that Jesus will come again. When we compare verses 1 and verse 16 of the previous chapter, it's clear that Paul was continuing his discussion of the Lord's return. He had been talking about that. And he continues that. So it's obvious that the Lord is going to come again. Now, what does he add in verse 5-1? He reminds us that we've already been told that the times and seasons around Jesus' return have been discussed with us previously, and he takes us on to another thing. He says, now, I've already talked to you about that, so remember what I told you. And he said, here's the thing I want you to remember, and here's our second point Jesus will come again at the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is a phrase often used throughout scriptures to designate the awesome day of judgment that will occur when Jesus returns. And when he comes back, he's going to settle the issue of sin and its damage. That leads us into the third thing that we're told in our text. His return will be unexpected by the world at large. When Jesus returns, those who've not put their faith in him are going to be completely caught out, 
unprepared for the destruction, unable to escape God's wrath. That leads us on in our text to the next thing that we're told about Christ's return. And it's this, that believers, those who have put their faith in Christ, are not to be taken by surprise when Jesus comes again. Instead, we're to be ready for his return, looking forward to that day as a day of deliverance. Now, how are we to be getting ourselves ready for that day, we might ask? And the answer to that question is the next thing that we're told. We're told that we're to be dressing ourselves in Christ-likeness. Our lives are to be distinctly different from those who are unaware of his coming appearance. And what is the motive for our doing this? Well, the text now tells us that the motive is that he has changed our eternal destiny from wrath to life. And he's done that by his finished work on the cross. Formerly, when we were one of those unbelieving ones, our future held only the promise of wrath, the wrath of God on those who sin. But now, because of what Christ has done for us, we need never fear his sudden return. Our future is now life and life with him forever. Whether we're awake or asleep, the text says, when he returns. And this leads us to the last of the seven revelations in our text, that we are told these things for our encouragement. The purpose of prophecy is to encourage our faithfulness as we await what's coming next. So the seven things we're told in this text is that Jesus will certainly come again, that Jesus will come again at the day of the Lord when he judges sin, that his expected return will be unexpected by the world at large, but that believers, those who put their faith in him, are not going to be taken by surprise because we have been busy diligently dressing ourselves in Christ-likeness in preparation for his return, that he has changed our eternal destiny from wrath to life by his finished work on the cross, and that we are told these things for our encouragement. Now, what are we to do with all of this? What are we to make of these seven things? Well, we're given this doctrine so that we will not lose heart as we await his return. I wonder, are you discouraged today? Are the things that are going on around you dragging you down? Well, remind yourself that Jesus is coming to judge this fallen world, and that when he returns, he'll set everything right that's presently wrong around you. Remind yourself, too, that you need to be getting dressed for the party that believers will share in when he returns. Put on Christ-likeness so that your outfit will look like his when he returns. And don't forget as well that your destiny is not wrath, but eternal life because of what he's done for you on Calvary. Be encouraged. Because you've put your faith in him, you've got an awful lot to look forward to when he returns. Let's pray together. Lord, encourage our hearts today as we look forward to your coming. And should there be any that are listening today who are not ready for that moment, help them to put their heart, their faith, their trust in you as well, to turn to you and cry for help, hear their prayer and ours, for Jesus' sake. Amen. 
Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 or our on-site services at 9 or 11 a.m. and also at 6 p.m. And check out the App Store on your iPhone or the Play Store on your Android mobile device to download our new BFC app. Search for BFC Sebring to get your copy. Thanks for being with us. Stay safe.